How will mobile user acquisition work in iOS 14? Welcome to Growth Masterminds, the podcast where smart mobile marketers get even smarter. iOS 14 is just around the corner and everything we thought we knew about mobile marketing is changing. Well, maybe not everything. Today, we're chatting with the CTO of Singular, Iran Friedman. Singular recently released SCAN, S-K-A-N, an open source framework for how the mobile marketing industry can operate with Apple's privacy-safe attribution framework, SKAD Network. Welcome, Iran. Hi, John. Great to be here. Excellent. Glad to have you on the show. That's awesome. You're the CTO of Singular, first time on the Singular podcast. Uh, yes, I believe it's my first time. Yeah, <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so we know user acquisition on iOS is changing probably forever with iOS 14. Maybe give us a broad overview of how UA user acquisition and, and attribution currently work in iOS 13 and previous. Right. Yeah, sure. So you know, user acquisition or uh, performance marketing is uh, sometimes it's uh, termed as kind of the science of uh, understanding uh, exactly how to acquire the best users for basically your app or business in a way and get the best results for the marketing budget that you're running. Then attribution specifically is kind of the technology that helps you do performance marketing in a way. And it does it by connecting your actions and your results, basically tying between the upper funnel, sometimes we call it, kind of the campaigns you're running, the actions you're making, the creatives you're managing, the bids that you're changing with the lower funnel, the results that you're getting, how many installs you got, how many quality users did you get, how many purchases did you get from these? So kind of tying it together, so basically you'll be able to make decisions, right? So when I'm saying if, uh, uh, what are the uh, next action items that you need to make? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and basically today, how in terms of how it works, like so, there's like a variety of methods that uh, kind of operate attribution. So there's the IDFA-based attribution based on strong identifiers connecting within clicks and installs. There's like uh, universal links for engagement, for example. There's fingerprinting as an existing method. So definitely a lot of ways to think about tying between those actions and results, and it really depends on kind of the use case and the scenario that you're covering. So a lot of things are changing in iOS 14, and a lot of that has to do with an Apple framework, SKAD network. What's basically going to be changing with SKAD network? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, a big topic, probably an hour and so on. So historically speaking, attribution always relied on uh, matching, basically, ad clicks or uh, ad touch points in a way to app installs at the user level or the device level. And the idea was a common method was to base it on a strong identifier like an IDFA in iOS. And basically a lot of the infrastructure in the mobile ecosystem is basically built on that notion and those technologies. But now in iOS 14, obviously everything changes dramatically because it's going to be very easy for a user to say that they don't want to be tracked at that level. It's just not going to be either not going to be possible technically based on just not having access to IDFA or Apple just makes it clear that any other magical solution that helps you tie in between an install and a click would just be forbidden because the user didn't give you consent to do that. So that's just the general change for iOS 14. 
SK network in itself is kind of is super interesting because it's in a different approach to the situation. Basically, there is it's a it's a framework that allows you to do attribution, but just not based on a specific device that made the action. So it gives you the still gives you measurement, the ability to tie between that upper funnel and lower funnel, as I described it earlier, just not at the device level in a sense. Yeah, so we're going to talk about SCAN, which is kind of the framework that you built um, uh, to solve some of the challenges that SKAD Network brings out. But maybe at first at a high level, what are some of the challenges? So Apple's introduced this SKAD Network. There's some good things there. Their attribution is still possible. You can still tell if a campaign is successful and good things are happening. So that's a good thing. User level attribution, granular attribution is no longer possible, as you talked about. But what are some of the open challenges with SKAD network. Right. Yeah, so obviously there is a lot of uh, challenges with SKAD network. I think the basic theme here is that it's a, it's a shift in doing things or thinking about how to analyze results. You can still definitely analyze results and do performance marketing. It's just different from what everyone is used to. And, you know, as a technology person, I always look at the kind of, uh, you know, on the positive side, I feel that there's definitely a lot of, uh, it's interesting because it creates a lot of room for innovation on top of it, uh, not just based on the tools, but also in terms of the practices themselves, like how people would think about optimizing using SK Network, which to me is just a fascinating topic on its own. But basically just having the aggregated solution, which is a privacy-oriented measurement method, just different than what we're used to, is a challenge on its own. First of all, you know, we've covered the aggregated piece. People are used to work with uh, user level. You just can't do it with SK Network. No yeah. access to user level at any way. And if you would have found an, a way, then it would be forbidden by Apple. That's the whole <laughs> point of doing yeah. SK Network, right? So first of all, we need to change our, our mindset and our infrastructure, to be honest, across the entire ecosystem to think about aggregated and can be still granular, but aggregate versus a specific device ID. Yeah. Second, then you need to think about posting star KPIs, which again works very differently in SK Network. There is like this, uh, you still get a posting star uh, KPI, but those are based on this complex timer mechanism. There's like this six bit value that you can send, only a single post back with that value. So there's a lot of challenges there and just working with those limitations. So definitely doable, possible, but you need to think really hard on how to work with that. And of course, there's the issue of uh, SK Network basically uh, distributes the results directly to the ad networks themselves. So the advertiser isn't even like a part of that conversation. Once, once they track those conversions or those installs, basically the ad network get the results. And then the next challenge is basically on collecting everything and actually making decisions by the advertiser, which is a challenge on its own. Well, uh, exactly. And especially if you work with multiple advertisers, uh, maybe you work with 10 different platforms or 20, and it's not unknown that people work with 50 or 100. Yeah, definitely. If you work with 50 or 100 different ad channels, then it becomes a mess, not just collecting the data, but how do you standardize all, uh, all the data, right? How do you make sure that you basically have like the single point in which you're tracking those uh, conversions or those insults from your app? And it's like spread around each one of them have like their own ways to provide the data. And now like, how do you manage all that? That's, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's get into specifics then and, and, and talk about scan and we'll go in kind of point by point. Let's say you're an advertiser. Uh, you currently have, let's say hundreds of campaigns. It's possible in, it's not even a, a theoretical thing. It's certainly possible that you're large, you're global, and you might have thousands right now. And now in SK ad network, you have to fit them into 100 campaign ID values. How do you do that? Yeah, so, you know, SCAN was built to kind of provide like a set of uh, ideas of implementation suggestions on how to tackle uh, these challenges. And uh, this area of the campaign ideas is definitely a challenge around the granularity level that we've tried to tackle. And uh, we call it the campaign ID management uh, kind of uh, system. So the thing is that these campaign ideas of like 1 to 100 are still very flexible. You can still choose to use these in the appropriate granularity level that you want. So you can think about that. So for example, geo-level data, like country-level statistics. Today, you can basically already deduce it in SK network based on where the postback was sent from because the postbacks are still sent directly from the device. Yeah. So essentially, you don't have to encode the countries in the campaign IDs as you used to do, right? So uh, you can remove that from the equation if you would kind of try to uh, save those precious IDs. The different kind of questions around publisher level data. You're already getting transparent publisher IDs from SK Network if you have enough installs per publisher. So you don't have to like I don't know, separate between campaigns on like uh, different publishers that you're targeting. You're gonna get the data anyway. What's more interesting is like, and that's what Scan also tries to cover is on mapping different granularities uh, with those campaign IDs. So if, for example, you have a specific campaign running in a specific country in specific publishers maybe you can use those campaign IDs to encode those sub-campaigns details, like the different ad groups, ad sets, or even creative IDs, depending on obviously the operation that you're running. But basically it provides suggestions on how to map these IDs to meaningful objects mm -hmm. that uh, a third party or, or the advertiser could basically connect with the ad network to map these IDs to relevant creative names or IDs or campaign details and eventually get all the data in one place. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. I mean, it's a tough challenge, right? I mean, because you've got obviously the advertiser who understands his or her campaigns, however they do, uh, name them however they do. You've got the ad network who translates that into whatever makes sense for them in terms of what they're doing, how they're working, what their systems are. And then of course, you've got an MMP like Singular, which is saying, okay, I need to translate all those different things, map them together across multiple advertisers, uh, sorry, ad networks per advertiser. So there's some significant challenges and that's what SCAN helps with? Exactly, yes, the entire idea. And that's also why we've, uh, when we released SCAN uh, about a month ago, we wanted it to be vendor agnostic, basically, and to create this standard across all the advertisers, MMPs, publishers, ad networks, just to have a common language in which they can basically integrate together because it is going to be a challenging environment. So it mm -hmm. provides suggestions for those definitions to allow to everyone to talk in the same language and be able to connect even. Interesting. And talk about who, I don't know if you can give names right now or anything like that, but you know, who's starting to think about adopting this? It's an open source solution, right? Anybody can grab it and use it. And, and there's more partners joining. Can you talk about some of that? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, to me, it's a very exciting uh, kind of part because, uh, you know, we've released it uh, about two weeks from uh, the announcement in WWDC, basically. 
And it's uh, interesting to see how it, de it developed because we've received so many feedbacks and uh, requests to kind of work together and build on top, uh, top of it, which is uh, super fascinating. In the beginning, when we released it, SK Network was still kind of, uh, like the entire industry wasn't sure exactly how to trade it, right? It was yeah. like, uh, we still saw like feedbacks from uh, a vendor saying like, SK Network is crap, you can't work with it. We all need to push back on Apple. They went out of their minds and... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, that's, uh, you know, when, when, when we released it, we called it, it's a practical solution to build basic attribution on top of SK Network. So we tried to take the practical approach. And I think in the beginning, again, some vendors were kind of uh, hesitant about it, but a lot of partners and advertisers were really uh, advocates of the idea. And by now, we basically see everyone talking about the, those sets of solutions. That's Some wonderful. of them don't even necessarily call it scan, but definitely they're implementing various ideas from it, whether it's the campaign ID management, the conversion value management, uh, the secure setup. Uh, and we're basically talking with all the top kind of media channels advocates about various solutions there and, and how to implement these things to make it easier for advertisers and publishers to work on this thing. Very, very interesting. Okay, let's get into post-install conversions. Um, we've talked about that a little bit. Obviously, you want to measure the results of those app installs you get. You're not just happy with the install. You need to do some conversion management. In SK Ad Network, you get 64 numeric values. Uh, I guess first question is, how do you make those values, uh, those numbers mean something? Yep, that's a, that's a very good question. It's a, it is a pretty big challenge. Of, so the problem there is that Apple provides you only, uh, again, a six bits value as uh, uh, they call the conversion value to send those uh, ad networks. And then it means that you have to encode your KPIs essentially in this value. And you know, the, in Scan, we had like this entire topic, one of the bigger topics there actually talking about the conversion management systems, basically yeah. the solutions to work with this value. And the idea is that it allows you to choose as the advertisers, the UA team basically choose what are the important KPIs that you have right now to test them even and to use them essentially from the server side, basically from a dashboard or something to exactly encode what are the KPIs you want to send through these conversions to see those results. And the idea here is to provide you the flexibility, right? To basically be able to customize exactly which KPIs you want to encode in those numeric values. And basically any third party can then automatically encode and decode these values, and then use this for experimentation. So basically learning as fast as possible, exactly which types of conversion models, as we call it, are the most suitable for your type of business, essentially. Yes, yeah. So a lot of ad networks, they optimize based on conversions, which are fairly understood these days, but now that it's some numeric value, you have 64 numeric values, and of course, there's a timer on that, which we'll get into as well. How do ad networks and advertisers get agreement, get on the same page about what they mean? Yep. So that ties again to the area of uh, standardization, right? If the ad network wants to optimize on, again, the, the KPIs of the business, then they need to understand exactly from the details that they're getting those conversion values exactly what they're meaning. You know, when you, yeah. they get like the, the number 15, exactly what does 15 mean, right? So... <laughs> Yes, well, it's one more than 14. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, definitely part of the what Scan is trying to, uh, the conversion management system is trying to uh, propose is the idea to, again, encode those values and then decode them for the ad networks. So essentially when the ad networks would get the results or pass the results, 
uh, they would know exactly what's the meaning behind it and would be able to optimize accordingly. Uh, so that's an important part of the solution. Excellent. And then hopefully the ad network would also know, hey, be able to co correlate with other users that they might have or other people they might be advertising to and say, okay, these types of users are going to be more interested in doing that sort of thing and, and actually then better target your ads. A question that a lot of marketers are going to ask and be asking themselves, and they're going to obviously uh, do a lot of testing on this as well. Should you send conversion values as soon as possible? Do you want that data back as soon as possible? Or should you let it sit a little bit and, and accumulate a few more events and send it back a bit later? Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah. So yeah, there's this uh, definitely uh, this uh, complex timer mechanism that uh, allows you to uh, delay the post back by kind of accumulating more data and sending it in a single time and sending the best value that you can uh, provide that. And there are some dilemmas that we see across the board from talking with advertisers and exactly what should be the approach. And first of all, I think it's not a you know, one size fits all. I think each one of the businesses can have like their own practices. I would say that the, the guideline for me is to think about what's the data that you need to make decisions, basically, right? To understand if the insult that you got is a quality level user. Some advertisers that we talk with, at the, you know, some of the more uh, sophisticated ones that have like, invested a ton in their BI, have all kinds of ways to, uh, to already have an existing like, predicted LTV model, for example, that they can build on top of like the first interaction, the first day of the user in the app. Right. Mm -hmm. So that can definitely be, if you have that, then that's great. The conversion value management system can help you encode these predicted LTV values into those conversion values and then, you know, already optimized by the first day. Uh, others might need like a couple of days, three days or so to get a bit more data based on that user. Again, to find into their predicted LTV models or just optimize on the kind of standard KPIs to get through these, like the retention, the level of engagement of uh, those users or specific events that they need to like pass, like a registration or a login. So again, it all depends on the specific business, I would say, but uh, that's why the conversion ma management uh, system, we've, we've defined it to be very customizable, right? I think that the important thing is to be very flexible and to try a lot of things and see what works. That's a, a good segue, actually, because now you're starting to get data and you need to optimize based on the data. You built something into Scan so you can kind of update or change your optimization method kind of on the fly, uh, which is pretty interesting. Can you talk about how that works? Yeah, sure. So I think uh, there are a few uh, elements here. First, uh, first thing that I think is critical when using SK Network in general, and I think it's a practice that all the editors should consider is there's going to be a learning stage right, for everyone to understand exactly how to use these conversions. So our best recommendation is to make sure that you're fit for fast learning, right? If you would need to like prioritize uh, engineer development for the next release of the app to make a change in those conversion encodings, it's going to be a nightmare. Like making changes to check your optimizations, that's just going to take too long. <laughs> so one of the ideas that, uh, again, this conversion management system uh, proposes is to have it all live in the back end. Right? So basically communicate with an SDK where you support it, of course, built in, in our SDK, but with your app for that matter on, and communicating to the app from the server side exactly what are the conversions that you want to optimize in. That allows basically the rating, the flexibility to understand exactly what type of changes you want to do with the conversions, have fast feedback loops based on their performance and make changes accordingly. Then there's also another piece in terms of if you want to make the learning even faster, if you think about it, 
you can basically simulate the results of those conversions already based on your existing data. You don't even have to already start sending those conversions to the ad networks. Essentially, you could run queries based on the user level logs that you're getting to understand when would, if you would use that type of model, what would be the conversion results, right? And then you could potentially compare between those different models and understand what is the best, the most accurate one to predict the user quality. So, you know, when we think in, in scan, we're trying to propose different solutions and tools for you to experiment, test them side by side, choose the conversion models and iterate, right? See what works best uh, with time because we feel it's going to be a critical tool, a critical infrastructure for you to be able to optimize your competitors. That's super interesting because obviously with SKAD network and iOS 14 just basically being imposed on the industry, you know, it's tempting, as you kind of mentioned off the top to, to go and say, oh, wow, what are we going to do? This is horrible. This is awful. Everything is changing. Everything we wanted, everything we needed is gone. And yet kind of what you've done here is in this case and in several other cases found a silver lining and said, hey, actually that helped us think at a different level. And now we're actually going to make it, you know, you can do virtual experiments <laughs> on the data you already have and know yeah. what's going on. And I bet I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to ask you to commit to future product development here. I bet you you kind of automate something like that in the future, which would be interesting and maybe even add some sort of like switch and let the machine decide and it will switch to the most effective optimization method. But I won't ask you to answer that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot of room for innovation, I think, based on this uh, new infrastructure. And definitely like uh, there's a lot of ways you can kind of continue with that and do automation there and optimization. Super fascinating topic. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting some data back. Uh, you got the install, you're getting some post install data. Now the initial install is cryptographically signed by Apple. So, you know, obviously singular has pretty impressive fraud detection already. And iOS hasn't been historically as bad in terms of fraud as, as Android, but so that's a good thing on, on, on installs and knowing that, Hey, uh, I got an install um, and it's a real install. I can check that cryptographically. Uh, what about post install events? Yeah, so basically, uh, again, for every install that you're going to get in SK Network, that the ad network is going to get, uh, there is only going to be a single post back uh, that would say either an install or a conversion value if you've passed conversions. And uh, the a big gap in SK Network today is that the conversion value isn't signed by Apple. It's not included in, the, in their cryptographic signature, which is a huge problem for fraud, basically. Think about it. You're, you're, the advertiser doesn't get it the data directly from the devices. The data is sent directly to the ad networks. Then the ad networks show you or provide you the results, but then the conversion values can easily be changed. And you know, the thing is, like, the ad networks can basically use a bad actor could say like, all of my conversions are just huge waves and you don't have a way to validate it by default, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely a huge uh, uh, issue. So obviously there's ways to mitigate this. And one of the, proposed solutions in scan is we call it kind of the secure setup or the secure SK network uh, solution, which it proposes the idea of the MMPs and the ad networks registering together to enable the MMP to get those conversions directly from the device and validate them and basically pass them directly to the ad networks later on and to the advertiser. And, you know, already I don't imagine it necessarily all of the ad networks would use that kind of setup, like a self-attributed networks would probably use the same mechanism that they use today of obviously like self-attributing the results, <laughs> right? 
But for everyone else, if you want to experiment with other channels in the ecosystem, having this secure setup basically ensures that you have an unbiased third party, which validates those conversions and ensures that you have basically data that's protected from fraud. Yes. So it also establishes the trust that's needed to rely on these numbers. Essentially. That makes a ton of sense. I mean, I, I could tell all my teachers I got 100% on everything straight A every time. But uh, yeah, without some proof, obviously some challenges. So yeah. that's quite a bit about SCAN and SKAD network and obviously iOS 14. But, you know, we're talking about the whole entire ecosystem. Uh, iOS isn't the only game in town. SKAD network isn't the only thing. There's still Android around there. You still have the chance of getting an IDFA. And in some cases, we'll talk about that. There's a webinar coming out from Singular very soon where somebody's talking about getting IDFA in 70 to 80% of circumstances, which sounds crazy, but we're going to hear more about that shortly. Some also might do fingerprinting, even though that's not necessarily 100% kosher. Uh, they might get caught and there might be repercussions for that. But you're going to have a lot of data from a lot of sources across iOS and Android and also within iOS from different types of sources. How do you combine all that data together and make sense of it holistically? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I think that's kind of the last topic that can uh, also try to uh, provide solutions for it. So definitely you need sort of like a compatibility between the different methods like you have today. Today you can run like based on IDFA and like fingerprinting or any other topic like universal links. And you need like still a single place to see all your results and still work with that and works in the same language. So SCAN proposes the same mechanism. So basically standardizing the integrations with the networks and relying on the existing integrations. So we would have the scan-based data, the SCAN network-based data, side-by-side uh, -side with everything else. So essentially for the end result, you basically have an additional report, a new data set basically that you can get, again, just in addition to everything else. You don't need to change anything right now in your existing setup. You can add a new data set based on SCAN network that runs side-by-side -side with everything else and actually compare the results. Like start learning about the new practices for this new world. And I think uh, SCAN would allow you to uh, do it in the most streamlined way in a sense. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So that sounds great. That's wonderful. Now you're a high volume advertiser and you've got your own tech stack that you built internally for monitoring, for optimization, for decisioning, all that other stuff. And this tech stack is built around IDFA granular data, existing vendors, what changes now? Yeah. So definitely, first of all, IDFA is still going to remain maybe, you know, in a certain percentage. So I wouldn't say like, you know, delete everything and start from scratch. Uh, definitely that tech stack is going to still be uh, important. But my recommendation is start planning and building actually the internal infrastructure to be able to analyze and digest also aggregate level data uh, based on SK network. And uh, definitely, uh, I don't feel that you need to build everything from scratch around SK network because there's definitely going to be tools. Obviously, we're working on some things and there's various vendors that are working out there. So I wouldn't recommend like, you know, again, rebuilding uh, everything from scratch. Uh, but I would suggest start thinking about, first of all, analyzing aggregated SK network data in your tech stack and also uh, figuring out what would be the best KPIs and basically the best like, predicting indicators for you to pass in those conversion uh, value management systems. And of course, obviously we'll provide some tools to help you in that process. Um, but yeah, that would be my first recommendations. Excellent, excellent. Well, we've pretty much covered everything. Um, anything else that you wanted to add about SKAN? 
not <laughs> SCAD network, but scan. Right. No, so I think we covered the, the basics. The only thing maybe to add is that we've, uh, in Singular, we've just released the SCAD network-based SDK, which supports all the capabilities we've been talking about in SCAN, basically as the standard. So, uh, and we definitely have some cool things to show just to demonstrate exactly how the results look like, right? When you, once you've built all that. So if anyone is interested, you know, we'd love to hear feedbacks from uh, people and, you know, people can feel free to reach out to me personally or to anyone in our team. I'm Iran at singular.net, E-R-A-N at singular.net. And, you know, I'd love wow. to share you some uh, cool tricks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Giving the full email out. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for your time too, John. Excellent. Everybody else who's watching, maybe on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite uh, audio podcasting platform. Thank you so much for being along. Have a wonderful day.